Hello and welcome to another episode of Victor's Corner. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, one half of the Codex Prime podcast, and it is Tuesday, November 24th, 2020, and joining me in the studios via Zoom for the first time ever in the history of Victor's Corner, I have a guest joining me, you know him, a friend of the show and and a good buddy of mine for a long time. He is the DC disciple. Um, He actually says Suicide Squad is a good movie with a straight face, ladies and gentlemen give it up for john haponic welcome sir hey hey everybody how's it going (laughs) oh pretty good man pretty good yeah thanks for uh joining me uh you know this week thanksgiving week uh you know just to chop it up you know for a for a bit you know nerd talk and all that you know so uh how's things in uh merry old houston uh you know it's been a little chilly we've uh you know been around 64 degrees so oh wow had to, okay had to bust out the jacket mm. with the vest you know yeah out of that i think we're getting okay we might hit low of 58 this week which is terrifying <sighs> wow i don't that, think i can hit that yeah yeah but, that yeah that that's that 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 must be that must be devastating must be a, I, I, I can't say i miss the uh 20 30 degree weather days <laughs> you are so this bestowed uh, to enjoy hmm. yeah you know um you know we're we're up here you know it's getting starting to get really cold you know we've had some 30 40 degree days you know um this today we had a high of 47 so um you know it wasn't too bad but yeah you know but, but you know how new england weather is it's pretty schizophrenic so one one day when you have a cluster of days where it's like kind of mild and then like another cluster of days where it's like completely frigid yeah so it's good and bad i'll be i'll be honest like i mean it's my my cold tolerance is completely dead uh and you know having lived lived in here for almost seven years now Hmm. uh anything under 60 degrees i have to have a coat anything under 50 degrees is just kind of a nightmare uh for me (laughs) uh but i i gotta say though i I do kind of you know enjoy at least some of that you know wintry pain i guess Mm-hmm. Uh, around the the holiday season, so it's kind of nice to have those uh, our our rough fifty nine degrees over here. Oh yeah, indeed. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I wish if we if we had Houston weather here, like in Rhode Island, then that that would be kind of nice, but also kind of yeah. terrifying because of you know climate change. But but yeah, but you know we 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 gotta do the best we can with what we have. So in a couple of weeks, I'll probably be, be bundling up, you know, winter coat and all, uh, which, and plus I'm not looking forward to the commute when it's, once, it's, once it starts to snow, but, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, I got heated seats? Uh, do I? Yes, I actually do have heated seats. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't, I did not know I had them for like two years mm. with my car. Oh, wow. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta figure out how to turn them on once it's time, but. You know, but we'll we'll see. But yeah, uh, you know we're here. Uh, we we got some things that we'll get into. Um, as you can as y'all can see in the background, I got Lovecraft Country, so I'll be getting to my non-spoiler <clears throat> thoughts of that show uh, on HBO. Um, I'll also talk. We'll also talk a bit about that Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer, um, and I also got another Codex retrospective um, uh, at, at near the end of the program. I'm also also getting to some uh, latest uh, you know uh, Blu-ray pr- 
Blu-ray purchases I got on on the cheap, and uh, yeah, uh, one one thing that um, that I also uh, caught uh, last night actually, uh, and it's on HBO, and it's uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion special. Nice, yeah. Yeah, it's it was it was actually really good. Um, it's like an hour, almost an hour and a half, and you know the the main cast, you know Will Smith, Tatiana Ali, everyone everyone's reunited except. You know the late James Avery, who played Uncle Phil. Um, they actually had a moving tribute to Uncle Phil, like in the middle of the show, and it was pretty touching. Um, and you just saw, like, you know, the camaraderie and the, you know, the the chemistry that the cast had. So they were, you know, kind of bonded as a family throughout the six years of the show. Um, and also, this what was cool about the reunion was that they actually brought back the original Aunt Viv, Janet Huber. Yeah, um, yeah, I read about that. Yeah, and Janet Hubert, she had massive beef with Will Smith for like the past 27 years, and she actually appeared on the show to uh, speak with Will one on one, and they actually they actually resolved the beef, they actually resolved uh, their tensions, and you know like basically uh, you know Janet Hubert explained her experience, what she was going through at the time, you know with like domestic violence and you know raising a be, raising a, a new newborn all by herself, and then being tagged as difficult and if and as she said like if you're a black woman in hollywood and if you're labeled as difficult that's the kiss of death for for your career and that was very much the case for her and and you know for a long time you know there was a lot of animus that that she had towards will smith and just to see them you know you know work through work through her feelings and like actually resolve things I, i was like man i never thought we would see this and she actually had a chance to meet the rest of reunite with the rest of the crew and i didn't notice either like this was the first time that the two actresses who played the two versions of aunt viv you know daphne maxwell reed and janet hubert they actually met for the first time on this reunion special so that was actually pretty cool uh so yeah you know it's it's definitely worth watching especially if you're if you're a fan of the fresh prince of bel-air um still a still a sitcom that holds up it's one of my all-time favorite shows it's a solid show oh yeah yeah and it's fun with billy Mm-hmm. And it had, you know, had some of those emotional moments too. It did. Great balance, really great balance. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, that, like I, like, like who can forget the episode where you know Will Smith is let down by his you know biological father, and then he's like, "How come he don't want me, man?" And then Uncle Phil embraces him. Oh man. Yeah. That that's that get that gets me every time. But yeah, that's still still a good show that still holds up. And uh, for any fans who haven't seen it. Who 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 rather who rather have seen the show, then this is a must see. So definitely check it out. It's on HBO uh, Max. And uh, speaking of HBO, um, like I said, as y'all can see in the background, I also caught Lovecraft Country. I finished all ten episodes of the first season. Um, yeah, and I, and like I said, I'm gonna get get into a non-spoiler review. So I'll talk about a bit about some of my favorite moments in the show, uh, especially in the in the second half. Um, so yeah, Lovecraft Country, like, as you, as you may know, it's based on the 2016, uh, novel, uh, by Matt Ruff, and it's got a, and this show's got an excellent cast, you know, Jonathan Majors, Journey Smollett, Courtney, Courtney, uh, B. Vance, Anjanu Ellis, uh, Wunmi Mosaku, Abby Lee, Jamie Chung, Jada Harris, Michael K. Williams, uh, his character was real interesting, Montrose Freeman, 
Yeah, so, you know, the, sto the story, you know, takes place in 1950s Jim Crow America. You know, At Atticus Freeman, played by Jonathan Majors, he returns home to, to search for his missing father. And that's the catalyst for the, the events of the, of the, of the show. Um, like, this, this is actually, it's actually a pretty, it's a brilliant show. And, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed by it. Like, I think Lovecraft Country, it, it shows, like, the best... It shows like the best strengths of, of genre fiction, specifically horror and science fiction, and how you know both both of those genres can really uh, highlight uh, and and convey you know social themes like race and racism in a in a really compelling way. Um, and and don't don't forget you know uh, the let's say maybe disturbing but secret very very enjoyable sequences of watching a racist die <laughs> in multiple different ways yes oh man just just seeing just seeing a bunch of racist oh racists be devoured by the shogoth um that that four-legged uh creature with multi-eyed creature with with rows and rows of fangs ah makes me smile just seeing them getting torn apart like slim jims Ooh. <laughs> Uh, it, it it brings warm feelings to my heart. I was like, oh, I love it. I love it when it does when it does that to them. Um, but yeah, man, this this show like it's it's definitely a great example of horror and sci-fi and like how like it, it definitely ex exists on that same continuum as like you know Jordan Peele's work like Get Out and Us and you know um, Sorry to Bother You and of course Watchmen on HBO. Like in terms of like you know genre fiction that really highlights those 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 poignant themes. Um, I will say that um, the the last five episodes are real standouts, um, especially episode six, uh, which is called B, B and Daegu or or Daegu, which 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 centers on this Korean woman, um, Jia, who happens to be Atticus's. That's the uh, best episode I'm on right now. Yep, yeah, uh, that's a, a uh, Atticus's uh, first love, and um, you know what I like about that episode is kind of it shows like. You know, two people who have who have done who have committed monstrous acts. You know, they're trying they're trying their best to you know not be defined by the violence that they've wrought. And um, I won't I won't I won't reveal what happens. But when I saw it, I'm like, what? What? Huh? Oh my gosh! Uh, it, it's it's so good. Um, um, so yeah, that that's that was that was a real standout episode, and Jamie Chung had a great performance in that. Um, episode seven, which is actually my favorite episode in the se in the season, is called "I Am," and that centers on uh, Hippolyta, Anjanu Ellis's character. Mm -hmm. and, and that episode, what I really like, it it kind of um, it centers on her like awakening herself to new worlds and uh, you know ways of being as a black woman and as just and as a human being. Um, like there's a there's a there's there's a, there's a scene where she has a conversation with Josephine Baker. And that one, and where she like talks about like her experiences, like feeling like she always had to shrink, she always had to, you know, be the type of you know black person that white folks wanted her to be, and you know, and how, and how that really constrained with like her inner sense of self, and and what and her desires that that was really compelling. Um, that was actually my favorite episode, like I said, of, and that's that's one that I really that that's one that i that i would keep i'll keep i'll keep to myself so as far as like it's one that you gotta see for yourself once you get to it um how it unfolds um episode eight which is called jigga bobo um that features two of the most disturbing um horror 
creatures. I've seen these two twins, Topsy and Bopsy, who are these like these these little girls who are these grotesque uh, black car Jim Crow caricatures. But they but they're completely frightening. They have like the Lady Deathstrike nails. They have these devilish, creepy Joker-like grins and like you know they they're, they they dance and they contort their bodies in like really disturbing ways and like you can't let them get too close to you or they'll disembowel you. Oh God, it's it's, it's complete nightmare fuel, man. Oh my God. You know that sounds worse than the uh, what was it? I think it was episode three. I think it was episode three. Mm -hmm. Where they're in the new house, um, and one of the ghosts, which I guess like has like a baby's head. Oh my you know? god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So messed up. Oh. Yo, that that messed me. That messed me up. <laughs> that really messed me up when I saw that. Oh man, because like yeah, that 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 episode where that 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 racist ass fucked up scientist was like butchering black people and sewing their body parts oh god damn that i was not prepared for that to see that baby's head on that, on that huge yeah. body no man yeah and uh oh my gosh and, and, I, and I will say like the, the one character that really creeps me out is um um abby lee's character christina braithwaite um she's like this like she's also in the the, the nicholas winning, winning reference movie the neon demon where she plays one of the um one of these uh, supermodels have you by the way have you seen the neon demon no my wife watched it for me what did she think of it did she see the whole thing she did she did and she you know it was an artsy film <laughs> she acknowledged it that's about as much as that's as polite i think a democratic answer i can give oh oh yeah yeah it, it's it's an art house movie all right and um man like she was creepy in that but she's even creepier and just grating in this in this show but in a good way because like oh my gosh she just she's just so so conniving so entitled just 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 looking at her is just like oh my god you are the embodiment of privilege and you got all these all this power and 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 you like you think it you think that your shit smells like a botanical garden oh my god i cannot stand this character yeah so big ups to abby lee because like you know she she brought it i did not like her character at all but but yeah she, she, was, she was giving me strong neon demon vibes you know um although I, although i will say you should catch a neon demon i mean you know don't just don't eat anything beforehand but you know you'll be and watch it in the daytime you'll be fine you know um especially the ending where you know she takes the eyeball and you know like like, like a gumball you know it, it's, it was kind of cool it's kind of interesting uh i think i think the ending will probably piss you off more than anything though just because because it, it just it just abruptly ends and you're just like <clears throat> You you just saw something completely grotesque and weird happen, then all of a sudden it cuts to credits. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's you know, Neon Demon. It's it's a, it's a good movie. It's it's fun, it's fun for the whole family. But anyway, um, but yeah, Lovecraft Country. Like I said, it's a it's a brilliant show. Um, I am looking forward to seeing what they bring uh, to the table in season two. I hope, fingers crossed, that they don't uh, that Misha Green and, and, and the writers don't pull up Benioff and Weiss and Game of Thrones this show because I don't want the show to end on a bad note. I don't want the show to, you know, overstay its welcome. I want the show to, you know, tell the story that it needs to tell um, and and just end on a high note because I don't want to see another Game of Thrones situation. 
does the season the season one uh, sort of resolve some of the storylines, or does it open new? You know, or is it more just a continuation of like, all right, this is what's going to happen in season two? Um, it it does it does resolve um, a lot of the story threads in season one, um, and it does give you a it does give you enough enough to um, wonder, okay, where could the where could these characters go from here, if a, if if a season two does unfold. You know, there, there's a and especially like in in um in the episode seven uh, which I which I talked about I am um it does it does offer a lot of possibilities if they decide to go that route mm. yeah so so yeah check it out Lovecraft Country a uh, brilliant show HBO awesome cast and of course I gotta say Journey Smollett I love her wardrobe in 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 this in the series like she her wardrobe game she was killing it I love it um yeah. It's awesome. So yeah, that was uh that was it. Uh, so how about how about you, how about you, John? Have you watched anything uh, anything cool recently? Um, gotten anything uh, like video games I, or anything? I, I have been on a string of uh, bad movies. Um, I, I haven't had too much free time just because of work and uh, because of uh, my little girl. But um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm almost uh, through uh, Shit's Creek. Uh, which the first time I tried it, I had to say I, I wasn't buying into the hype, but um, uh, been sticking through it, and you know it's it's pretty funny. It's it's definitely starting to overstay its welcome. I'm on season five right now, and it, it's getting a little irritating. I think with some of the nuances or habits of some of the uh, characters, but uh, I would recommend it. Um, uh, you know, you you do care about them, uh, but uh, I, I've seen some horrible movies, and I, I'm. Looking forward to talking about uh, you know some of the uh, beloved Justice League coming out to rescue me from. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, I watched uh, Underwater with uh, Chris Kristen Stewart um, mm-hmm. uh, from Twilight. It yeah. was actually not that bad. It's on HBO Max. Okay. Um, and uh, I, you know, without spoiling too much, it definitely rips off the abyss, and. If it does make you a little curious to watch it, and uh, a little bit of Pacific Rim too, hmm. which is hard to imagine, I'm sure, but it, it was fairly entertaining, I have to say. Okay. Uh, it was terrible, and um, and I also watched a uh, Downhill with Julia Louis Dreyfus and um, uh, Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, I guess Will Ferrell runs away from uh, an avalanche, and it was originally based off of. Uh, I th- don't quote me on it, Vic. I'm sure you would know better than me, but I think it was a, a Swiss film or maybe a um, uh, Norwegian film um, that was a drama, meant to be seen as a drama, and I don't know. It was it was okay. They tried. Okay. also recently bought the uh, Criterion edition of Suicide Squad, Oscar-winning <laughs> film. Outstanding. Mm. Just as fun as the first time, I recommend it. Um, hopefully, you know, with all the chance with the Snyder Cut, we'll get uh, air cut uh, a suicide squad mm. uh, um, and I've, I've uh, just started uh, the promised land uh, with um, uh, President Obama's new book oh, yeah. uh, which has been so far you know I'm only uh, early on into it but it has been outstanding uh, mm. it's really really cool I recommend it to anyone uh, wants that kind of perspective um, I don't I don't know what it is it's just something you know like he's such a uh, 
likable person and, and, uh, combined, you know, just the fact that he's an intellectual. So, um, it's really, really interesting to hear, uh, what he, what he's had to say so far. And, and you know, I'm only early on into the book. Hmm. Um, outside of that, you know, just sneaking in some games of chess or anything like that. I'm also working on my, uh, new novel, the, uh, unofficial, um, <clears throat> biography of a, uh, Codex Prime podcast member who is a secret closet Suicide Squad fan. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, well, that, that's clearly not true. I mean, Suicide Squad was, uh, quite terrible. Um, and... Well, I don't know, Victor, it is an Oscar-winning film. Listen, like, I mean, yes, it won makeup and hairstyling. Like I said, 20, 2016 was a weak year for that category. It, it won by default. It just winning is winning. I mean, never take that away. I sure um, that there is truth in that statement, but you know, I, I guess like you know the, the the Oscars are like, oh, you know, the Harley Quinn cosplay. That's the that's the hot thing in twenty sixteen. Just give give it a statue. We we don't know what else to give this award to it's a default congratulations you're a winner we we, keep, we don't we didn't have any other good choices so you know, you know. playstation 5 playstation 5 would be such a bigger hit right now <laughs> if they had released the suicide squad game with it as the opening launch oh man i mean i will say that the suicide squad game it does look interesting from you know from what we've seen even, even though it's just teaser footage we didn't see any real gameplay yeah, yeah. but conceptually it's got potential maybe. you know maybe the, the, I gotta say the Batman game looks great, but I probably won't be playing that for like four years until a PlayStation's available. Yeah, yeah, until like the PS5 like drops in price. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, uh, I, I can't. I don't know if you heard, but um, you know, uh, all these. Um, I had never heard of this before, but they have bot programs or bot software um, that hmm. purposely uh, enters in all this information super quick, like you know, I guess name, address, credit card, and they just, that's how they've been buying up all the PlayStations. Oh, you mean like those scalpers? Yeah, 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 and it's just, it's just mind-boggling, and, mm. you know, I, I hear they're selling, like, these PlayStations for anywhere between 900 and, like, a few thousand dollars, and it's just, you yeah. just wait. I mean, the system seems to be having a, a lot of issues as it is. Mm. Yeah, like those those scalpers, man. Like they they ruin it for everybody. They, they are complete parasites. Like 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 they're they're the reason why you know stores are selling out, you know, faster than they than they normally should. Even 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 during a holiday period. Um, I know for me, like I wasn't planning. I mean, I was kind of tempted to get a PS Five because like because you know four K TVs are so are so are so cheap nowadays, but. I was like, well, I'm, I'm gonna hold off. Um, I'm gonna wait until I'm gonna give it a year, because typically I, I give like new consoles a year just to see like what their uh, lineup, what their initial lineup is, of games are is, and then and then uh, once the, once the new 4K TVs come out by this time next year, they'll probably have like TVs that can better utilize or fully utilize rather the capabilities of you know the PS5 and even the Xbox Series X. So you know we'll we'll just wait and see, but. Um, but so, I just some of these jerks are stuck with like, you know, twenty PlayStations just <laughs> sitting in their mom's basement or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because like, yeah, because like, I mean, I'm sure there are people who have money to burn to, to like, oh, mm -hmm. scoop up a thousand dollar PS5. But like, yeah, it'd be it'd be so it'd be hilarious if they can't move any of that product that they bought. Yeah, exactly. 
And it's like, well, you might as well give away a couple of charity, you jerk. <laughs> well, and you know, and this is like, uh, I don't know for anyone else uh, listening, but uh, I've always found that waiting, uh, especially with uh, uh, PlayStation uh, 4 in particular, mm-hmm. that the prices just go down so dramatically, uh, or just over time. It is just, you know, 50% almost automatically. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, Death, Death Stranding and um, uh, The Last of Us Part Two are already like, I, I saw on Amazon for about like $20, $30. Yeah. Uh, and the thing, you know, the thing that really gets me mad though is um, I, last year I got um, Spider Man. Uh, for a gift, so I guess I can't complain too much because I mean, it's like it's like a Christmas gift, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I had a blast playing it. But what I hate about um, PlayStation is that now uh, they have the Ultimate Edition out, mm-hmm. and uh, it has all the DLC stuff. Yeah. And if you try to buy that DLC stuff online, it's you know I looked it up and it was like last time I checked, I mean it's changed, but it was like thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you can get the DLC and the game for like 25, 30 bucks. Yeah. It, it pays the wait. So I'm, I'm just going to keep waiting until uh, a Final Fantasy game comes out for PS5. Mm. Oh, yeah. There is there is actually a PS uh, Final Fantasy game coming out. I think it's Final Fantasy 16. Um, is it going to be one of those lame online ones? Oh, no. It's going to be like a traditional, like fully fledged, like single oh, player okay. one. Yeah. Oh, cool. I think it's kind of inspired by Game of Thrones, like in terms of its aesthetic. The, the plot for the last one, you know, was forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fun to play, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I loved playing it, but. I'm... Yeah, like like Final Fantasy XV, like the gameplay was excellent. I, re- I really enjoyed the combat system and like the look of the world, just like that modern modern world blended with like a fantasy setting. But, like, the story and the characters were, like, really weak. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and plus, like, the the story, I think, it, it came out with, like, a prequel movie, uh, Kingsglaive. And it's like, okay, if, if your game needs a prequel film to so you can, can comprehend this whole story, then, yeah. you, then your story fails from the, from the get. And, yeah, that, that was the weakest element, unfortunately. I wish... If, if if the if the if the characters in the story were were just as strong as the gameplay, that will probably probably be like probably be the best Final Fantasy game of the, of this generation. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thirteen was pretty good, but the sequels were horrible. Hmm. Uh, and um, I think I liked I liked ten, twelve, and seven. Um, Ten, I mean, seven. I have the love for. I mean, I don't think I can ever say anything was better than it. But I mean, if you're looking, because I mean, it had the so much epic stuff to it, great villain, and it was innovative and all that stuff, and yeah. just a lot of nostalgia. But I thought ten had maybe the better story and just all around cooler elements. You know, with uh, I mean, the bad guy. I mean, he was kind of forgettable. You know, a rich aristocrat kind of guy. But then you also have. Uh, you know, the monster whale uh, creature, and then I guess you kind of have the supernatural catharsis battle within himself mm-hmm. uh, to fight his own uh, father uh, at the end. Uh, they they have it I mean, remastered for uh, PS4, so I'd be kind of curious to see how it looks, but mm-hmm. I kind of have my doubts on uh, or how bad I need to go out and play that and play another 
60 hours of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I know that the that the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake, like it's not like it like it's not like a full on remake of the entire plot of of the original yeah. uh, game. Like I know that it it takes it takes certain shall we say interesting directions uh, that the original game didn't, and it's probably. This probably probably might be divisive, uh, depending on how you. Did you, you, you get the original? I thought you gave up on it. I, I kind of gave I I did give up on the original. Um, like I still I still I still know where I am because like I have it on the PS4 and like, let me see I, let's see I'm at the point where like I I, I just I left um, Mid Midgar that's the name that's the name of the town right that's the city yeah. right. So I'm on the outskirts of Midgar, and um, let me see. I I, did, I discovered y- uh, Yuffie, so she joined. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so she joined my party. Um, so that's that's right where I'm at, where I just picked up Yuffie, and then like some other games, like you know, kind of caught my attention. So like Days Gone and like Outer Worlds. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play those. So, I mean, it, it's gonna be a while if I if I get get back to Final Fantasy VII because you yeah, know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Cause like I, cause right now I'm actually playing Doom Eternal on the PS4. Okay. Uh, so I'm playing that, and uh, I also there's also Cyberpunk 2077 coming out December 10th. That's gonna be a massive game. That's like that's actually gonna be the swan song of the PS4 uh, generation. Um, okay. I, yeah, that game looks mighty interesting. Um, so so yeah, uh, so yeah. Besides that, um. You know, next on our docket, and and you, you mentioned this, we mentioned this earlier since you talked about Suicide Squad. Have you seen the new uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer on YouTube? And if so, oh, I, I, watched, I watched it like eight different times. How can I? How could I not? Oh yes, um, a masterpiece. A masterpiece. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. This jumping the gun, but um. Uh. I. I mean. I mean, it's it's you know typical Zack Snyder you know uh, formula you know speed up slow motion, um, ponderous uh, music choice in, th- in this case Le- Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah, you know, you know a, 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 like a, you know like superheroes. Oh yeah, no, no, no. yeah, I, I, and you know right. I think in actually the um, the. Uh, the the one that um, they released, uh, the I guess the theatrical cut, mm-hmm. they used one of his songs, uh, um, or at least a cover of Everybody Knows. I thought he was the one who wrote it. Hmm. Um, so maybe that maybe he's a big Leonard Cohen fan, I guess. Yeah, you know, like um, like I mean, we saw we saw footage of uh, Dark Side, um, and then mm-hmm. Step Steppenwolf has a whole new makeover, all gold armor. Um, maybe, maybe this time Steppenwolf will have an actual personality, actual character development, actual motivation beyond, hey, I'm just, I'm just, uh, just, just filling in for my boss, Darkseid, here, you know, I mean, I mean, so, so Steppenwolf, aka not Thanos, or is it Darkseid, but... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll get, we'll get some actual motivation from Steppenwolf this time. I, I mean, the look is an improvement, um... I, I, see, here's here's a thing. Here's a thing, John. I don't see how you can willingly sit through four hours of a movie which wasn't wasn't good to begin with. I mean, Justice League as it was. I mean, and we understand the circumstances surrounding it, where you know Zack Snyder had to step down because of a you know personal family tragedy. Um, so Joss Whedon had to step in, 
And Josh, Josh Whedon, you know, made the best of a bad situation. You know, he actually, you know, turned a light on, unlike Zack Snyder. He actually used a lighting lighting kit, you know, for the set. He actually had set, bright, saturated colors. But unfortunately, uh, Whedon's, Whedon's tone clashed with Zack Snyder's overly serious and, you know, just horrible, just, just remarkably depressing uh dour just straight up dour outlook on, on the on the justice league heroes you know it was the styles clash throughout and so i how can you i, I don't know how you i mean if you want to if you want to waste four hours of your life you know w- trying to justify justify the existence of this movie hey more power to you i have better things to do with my time i don't have the time to sit through a four-hour movie actually i, I do but not this one but what is it that you're looking forward to the most in in Zack Snyder's Justice League that you didn't get in in the original? I mean, where to even begin with that question, Victor? Yeah. I, oh my goodness! I mean, for starters, come on. What is in those extra two hours? That's what I want to know. <laughs> what did he film? You know, I, I can only imagine just some of these sequences of just someone just Superman grabbing a, <laughs> just uh, you know, it's just what are, what are some of those things that they're doing? So um, it does kind of bring in this uh, idea of an epic, and uh, I, I'm I have to say I'd love to see some of the different action sequences. Um, I do know that uh, you know he has filmed only a little bit of extra scenes. I heard it's not that it's not that much considering how much money they gave him, mm-hmm. uh, which is remarkable. I think he said he was only filming like four to six extra minutes of, of uh, new footage, mm-hmm. uh, and so we'll get some more uh, Deathstroke and uh, and your buddy uh, Jared Leto will appear in the uh, in the movie. If you have not heard, he what? will be in it. Yeah, he's making his return. And I have a feeling it has something to do with um, uh, Robin's death and Batman brooding over that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess it's just one of the things of what could have been. And what I think is the bigger question, you know, though, Victor, is, you know, what's going to pave the way as a result of this? Mm. You know, will they, if, if it is actually that successful, will they bring back everybody for justice league too because i'm i suspect they're all still technically contractually obligated Hmm. uh within reason and Hmm. i think with and and i I know you want to talk about it later but like with uh with wonder woman um and you know justice league coming to hbo max it's just like i feel like it just opens all these different doors for like director's cuts or um you know someone else actually recently come out uh you know, I, I was laughing about the uh, Suicide Squad coming out with a director's cut, which I honestly can't imagine what they would do with that. But uh, or <laughs> who'd really want to see see that? It's a fun film, but um, uh, I think it was um, uh, the assassination of uh, uh, Jesse James and, but, and the coward uh, Robert Ford. Mm-hmm. And I had never known this, but I, I read that like a lot of filmmakers are interested in what HBO is doing. Uh, because the original film cut for that movie was four hours, wow. which I can't imagine. Man. And they said, I think they sh- they showed it at um, one of the film festivals, but wh- whatever the footage is or whatever the, that movie was, it's gone. Hmm. So what am I excited about? I mean, I get, I, I get more superhero stuff, so I can't complain. 
well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I, I will say to your point, like, um, with, I mean, I, I am, I am interested in seeing like other, like, like what, like from a, for like just from a business standpoint, like what this will bring in terms of like, you know, other director's cuts or extended cuts of, of other like superhero or genre films, um, like, like theatrical. And then like, if the streaming, if the streaming editions will bring like an, an, an alternate version and then fans can decide what's canon or not. But, um, but but one of the things that's, that's that's really interesting is that you know ever since the ever since the Justice League in theaters flopped you know um, and it was it was easy to see why um, DC actually, DC and Warner Brothers brothers actually course corrected uh, their subsequent films so you know like films like you know the upcoming Wonder Woman sequel Wonder Woman eighty four you know Aquaman Shazam Birds of Prey you know those films have actually you know kind of moved away you know gracefully from the original continuity that was a, the, the Zack Snyder verse if you will and you know started started establishing their own you know their own identities and their own um, 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 narratives you know that's that's not really chained to what, what came before so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, however this this uh, Zack Snyder's cut cut will, will turn out to be, I want, it'll be interesting, interesting to see if DC will somehow pivot uh, back to the original continuity, or if this will you know pave the way for like a so-called uh, you know multiverse DC multiverse where you know Flash could be like the linchpin, and then like you know there'll be the Snyderverse, and then there'll be like this new uh, DC. Um, DC EU continuity that's been shied away from Zack Snyder's ver- vision, but then they both they're both canon. Like, does that make sense? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if that's going to be the route that Warner Brothers most likely will take. Because um, I know with like, with Robert Pattinson's Batman, that's completely separate, you know, from the DC EU. Um, but so I I guess from from that perspective, in, in that movie though, that still has its own Superman. Oh, the Robert Pattinson? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Um, that being said, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see like who would who would portray uh, the Man of Steel in that case. Um, I, I I've also seen that um the 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 Zack Snyder cut of Justice League it'll be four hours it'll be broken up into like four one hour episodes so so kind of get the mini series treatment. I know but you also get to watch all four hours yep. at once. Or you could if you're a masochist. Um, oh yeah. yeah, I'm all there. <laughs> I know that the reshoots cost seventy million dollars, um, but but one thing that really concerns me though about this upcoming uh, cut is that it sets an ugly precedent because like ever since the release of the of the theatrical cut, you've had like these fanboys and fangirls like this, the, the, the the toxic the toxic nerd community talking about, you know, hashtag release the Snyder cut, release the Snyder cut. And they would bully and, and, you know, cajole and belittle anyone who would have the temerity to say that, Oh, just League was not a good movie. And like, they were just like, you know, troll people online, you know, yeah. Some like awful, awful people, like bad actors, like racist and whatnot, and, you know, and, you know, misogynist latch onto this release the Snyder cut hashtag. And so now you've got you got, you got the case where you have uh, Warner Brothers brothers in DC essentially capitulating to like all of the trolling and all and the toxic nerd fandom. And so now this sets a precedent where you know toxic weird nerds can be like, oh, you see that? If you, if you complain loud enough and if you bully and troll loud enough, you you we can get our way. 
and you know, you know, the corporations will bow to us. And it, it's it's kind of depressing, man. It's it's like it's 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 profoundly depressing because I don't want to see this because you know because toxic nerds you know they they completely ruined Star Wars and like their input was what was what led to the rise of Skywalker and which led to like you know Kelly Marie Tran being marginalized like she was only in the movie for like two minutes and then Finn's character was was turned into a clown. Forgotten. Yeah. So. And 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 and, and, and like I, I saw I saw a good joke like Rise of, Rise of Skywalker, written and directed by Reddit, and so basically, we're gonna get like these essentially Reddit directed, you know, films superhero films like by the most toxic elements of the nerd nerd fandom, and it's just embarrassing and it's cringeworthy and I'm afraid I'm afraid what this might mean you know for future DC films and even Marvel films, but yeah well, yeah what do you what do you think? I just have to disagree with you a little bit. Now, I know, I, don't get me wrong, I've seen some of the that toxic culture, um, you know, one of the sites, I won't say it, I mean, I go on and, um, uh, you know, get my superhero news on that or upcoming things, and yeah, I see, sometimes, I mean, it's just curiosity, I have to, I just like, okay, what are the comments, there can't be, yeah, predictably, you know, it's either something racist or misogynist or something like that, mm-hmm. um, but I I, I will disagree with you a little bit, uh, just on the basis that I, I think this was Snyder's original vision, and he didn't necessarily get to complete that. So I do think the outcry and, uh, first off, the fact that the Snyder Cut even exists blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't even believe that. Or the fact that, uh, you know, some of these you know, crazy fanboys uh, spent, I think it was something like almost twenty to 30000 for a billboard saying release the Snyder Cut. And mm-hmm. sure enough, now we're getting the Snyder Cut and we're talking about it. So <clears throat> I, 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 just, I guess I kind of want to see it. And I feel like whether or not, you know, there is a Justice League Part 2 or anything like that, um, he at least got the chance to tell the story that he wanted, whether or not, you know, it's, it's good or it's, it's probably going to be pretty bad. And, mm. you know, you might be shining a flashlight on the, on the screen to try and see something. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, they did do a comparison on like some of the, the characters. Uh, it, it, yeah. I mean, you already mentioned it a little bit, but just about the, the color of the tone and, and um, it, it's, it's very interesting just how, how different, both directors envisioned it. Mm. Um, and I feel like what HBO is doing creates an interesting outlet um, for that opportunity. Whereas, again, going back to uh, Suicide Squad, uh, he technically did have, I think, a director's cut or an extended cut. He keeps claiming that there's extra footage of Joker and Harley, but mm. I mean, I, I can't see it working seamlessly into the into the movie or not. But anyway, anyway, but like, but you know, when you think about like, um, uh, you know, one of my favorite ones that I always tell you, I think uh, multiple times, or I've been on the show a few times, was uh, the Long Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, this would be a great opportunity to create like a four-hour movie um, mm-hmm. for that and just put it into segments or whatever on the HBO. I mean, I'd watch that in a heartbeat or. Because I mean, like uh, Gotham, 
was it Gotham City or whatever? I could never get into it. I always found it boring, the lack of Batman, you know, it's just, mm. uh, it didn't work. But if they had a higher budget, you know, I, I think that's what this is opening with uh, Wonder Woman coming to, uh, coming there and Justice League coming there. And, yeah. But I mean, would you, would you not want a, uh, you know, a longer, if it existed, a longer Black Panther movie or a longer Avengers Endgame movie. If it gave you that extra opportunity to get, you know, the director said, yeah, there's an extra 20, 30 minutes of footage I got just sitting around. You wouldn't want to see that out of curiosity. In that case, I mean, I would, I would see it out of curiosity. I would be interest, interested, but like, I wouldn't be like clamoring for it. I'd be like, oh no, this is, this is what I need. You know, I mean, I'd be mildly curious, you know, at most, cause like both films, um, Black Panther and Endgame, you know, they're fine. They're 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 totally fine with as how they are. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, like in that case, they would. I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Um, you know, gain much from watching extra footage. Uh, but but I, but I, but I will say like with um with Zack Snyder's uh, vision, you know, my my couple questions would be like, you know, how many how many people how many criminals will Batman murder, you know, <laughs> in, in, in this version. Um, Actually, two hours. Yeah. So that's coming a lot. Yeah. So yeah, because you know, you know, Zack Snyder, because Zack Snyder thinks that you know Batman can can kill uh, uh people, you know, because you know in Zack Snyder's vision, vision, you know, you know, no killing is for pussies. Apparently, I, I don't know the Snyder logic. And then and then my question too, is that you know, how 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 much more footage can we see of of uh, of Henry Cavill Superman? you know, moping around like a depressed Christ figure, you know, oh, heavy lies the crown, all this, all this superpower I have in me, oh, this, the burden is too much, like, god damn it, like, you are the man of steel, you are the man of tomorrow, you are an inspirational figure, you are the big blue boy scout, when, when, when people see you soaring in the sky, they see the best parts of themselves, and they want to aspire to be that, but 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 Henry Cavill Superman, as per, Zack Snyder's version of Superman rather, is is a guy who's like, oh my god, I gotta save these people again. These these lowers, the the these parasites. God, oh, what, I got better things to do with my time. That that's 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 the version that we've been getting. That's the version we've been getting. Like, and, and you know, and, and you know, Henry Cavill. No disrespect to him, you know, he's a good actor. He's only working with what he's given. Same thing with Ben Affleck. He's only working with what he's given. And we're going to get more of that in, in, in for, 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 for four hours. I don't... It's... He was fantastic. I loved what he did. I loved their interpretation. I thought Man of Steel was awesome. Uh, and one of the better comic book movies. Uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed the fact that, I mean, he... he he had problems. He had, you know, trouble adjusting to these things. And, and again, this goes back to, like I said, and I think in the previous show uh, with uh, uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice times eight or whatever, um, uh, the fact that he, you know, killed General Zod, and he just he didn't seem to learn from that. Like he should have been. That was his chance for redemption and to do the right thing, but instead he just he was just a little too rough on the edges mm. with Batman. It just didn't really work or fit. Um, he was they, they were trying to do too much for that movie. 
Yeah. Every time it would be way too much. And, and that makes me again think like, well, oh my gosh, I can't imagine what's going to go wrong in, in Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I still think he's a, he was a great Superman. The, the Batman killing stuff, yeah. that. But you, you can't deny, though, I mean, that, he did have one of the most memorable Batman fighting sequences um, out of any yeah. Batman film. I mean, yeah, it was like you that know that was incredible. Oh yeah, sure, straight. You know, definitely inspired by Ark, the Arkham games. You know, that was a that was a really well choreographed uh, fight scene. You know, in Dawn of Justice. You know, probably the only good scene in the whole movie when you think about it. Because, you know, I mean, I mean, we both agree that Batman versus Superman was terrible, right? It was a little rough. <laughs> a little rough is putting it very, very mildly. I mean, I mean, the, the plot was like incomprehensible, and, and 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 it it wasn't as bad as people said it was. It was just. <laughs> Are you kidding? Come on, we we both agree. Like 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 you came around by saying that you know you agreed that oh, you I saw it was a bad film. Yes. Beaver. I just don't think it's as bad as what everyone says. You know, I've seen much worse. Oh no, no, you can't get much worse than man than not Manson than than Dawn of Justice. I mean, the incomprehensible plot, the the weird choices that Jesse Eisenberg uh, made in his portrayal of Lex Luthor, Doomsday. Um, he, oh, the the whole Martha thing. Oh, your mother's name's Martha. My mommy's name's Martha too. Let's be friends now. After they, after Batman was trying to kill Superman <laughs> by skewering him with the with the with the kryptonite spear. But you uh, know, Iron Man and Captain America had the same thing. Wait, what was that? Mm-hmm. What was that? Captain America and Iron Man had a pretty similar situation. Mm-hmm. Their little bro fight at the end. The, did, but, they didn't. I mean, well, they didn't say Martha. I mean, it was nothing on the level of Martha, but at least like their motivations made sense. It was comprehensible and it was naturally developed, you know. But um, so uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it was. I don't want. I want to go defending uh, Donna Justice here. Uh, although they, you know, I still stand by it. You know, you know, they should have used Metallo instead of um, Doomsday. But what do I know? Um, but so anyway, what, what, uh, going back to the Justice League, though, you know, in yeah. terms of opening doors, and this is one of the things, you know, I'll see who, who gets there first, and it looks like it's going to be Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have uh, Spider-Man 3, uh, Doctor Strange, and uh, the Flash movie, yeah. and all of them are having, you know, this multiverse theme, mm-hmm. and I would be okay with having two Batman films, you know? I really would regret that they did not have Ben Affleck do his original vision, mm. um, you know, fighting Deathstroke. I thought that would have been so cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. The new one looks pretty, looks pretty good. Mm. I, I love the trailer. Um, yep. But uh, I think either, you know, uh, Doctor Strange or uh, if Spider-Man, if they do the Spider-Multiverse uh could end up being one of the two best films if they if they do it right. I mean, if they bring in like Tobey Maguire, you know, I'd even I'd be I'd be thrilled if they brought in Wesley Snipes and just some of the, some of the older you know Marvel characters, oh, yeah. Marvel films. Yeah. Lou Fernando. Hmm. Why not? 
Yeah, why not? Like that that would be interesting if they used the multiverse in, in the MCU to kind of bring back, like I say, like Wesley Slim's blade for like one oh, like a one off or something. Um I mean I mean take anything. Yeah. But you know, at the same time I think like uh in that case like some sleeping dog should lie. Like for example, like I would not want to see like Hugh Jackman uh be being brought back as a Wolverine because that would be such a slap in the face to Logan, the the film. Um, not even just a one-off kind of film. No, nah, not not even a one-off. No one-off appearance is nothing. Like Logan was like the perfect, uh, was the ideal swan song for that character. Um, to to bring it to bring to bring Logan to bring Hugh Jackman's ver- version back, it's like no, you you you're just you're just diminishing, you know, the impact that that the 2017 film had. Let's let's just let let it be. You know, just if you're gonna bring back Wolverine, bring a whole new actor into the mix. You know, um, I still like the idea of Daniel Radcliffe playing Wolverine. Daniel, he bulked up. I mean, he's a short guy, but I mean, he's a decent actor. You know, Daniel Radcliffe would be. I mean, he he is a very good actor, but he would be a bold choice to play to play Wolverine. Daniel Radcliffe from Harry Potter to to Logan. You know what? Wolverine short in the comics. He is. He is. You know what? I I would. I'd be very curious to see that, actually. Um, yeah. Oh, but real quick, I, I, I just want to acknowledge a couple people in the in the comments here. Uh, we have, um, you know, Robinson Shannon, um, uh, uh, Random Ramblings with Rob. He His comment is titty meat. Of course, that's his catchphrase. So, yes, uh, thank you. Thank you, sir. And uh, Kyle Chapman from UWO, uh, he's in the chat as well. Uh, also, real quick, uh, big shout-outs to UWO. Congratulations on your 100, 100th episode this past Sunday. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it live on Sunday, but I did watch it uh, last night. It was awesome. Um, also, uh, big shouts to Rinaldi for, for burying me, uh, for acknowledging that Steve Mongo McMichael is the best member of the Four Horsemen and the best WCW United States Heavyweight Champion of all time. Thank you, Rinaldi. I'm glad that you know that you deep down uh, agree with me on, on that one. Uh, so, so yeah, just wanted to acknowledge that real quick. Um, but yeah, getting back to um, uh, to the discussion oh, wait, at hand. Did you did you cry with uh, Undertaker? Oh, with Undertaker, you know, I will say that the, the Undertaker's uh, final his his 30 year anniversary at Survivor Series this past Sunday. Um, I, I I enjoyed it. I thought I thought it was really cool. Um, I'm not entirely convinced that this is the send-off. Like, this is, like, the final hurrah because Undertaker has had, like, three of them, like, in the past uh, three yeah, years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think, like, for Undertaker, it's like, this might this might be a final farewell until Saudi Arabia comes a knock-in, and then Vince McMahon's like, okay, we got to do another Saudi Arabian, Arabia show. Uh, and Undertaker's like, well, Daddy needs another million dollars in his bank account, so let me put on the, the 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 coat and the hat one more time. Well, see, I would think the the thing that would bring him back, outside of the money, um, or even you know even just for the sake of just coming back, would be um, you know, I think getting a better send off uh, by having fans physically there. Mm. Yeah, that was the only thing that was missing um, because like. To have Undertaker uh, end his end his career in in an empty arena, like it's like that vital element was missing was missing. But I'll, I will say that like I really enjoyed like that one shot of like 
Undertaker kneeling, and then you saw the hologram of Paul Bearer, the late mm. Paul Bearer. That was that was really that was really classy. I really enjoyed that. That one, that one really touched me. So, that was a good. That was a great visual. Um, but yeah, I, I will agree that like to for Undertaker to come out to like to, to like to like an actual to like fans in an arena when it's safe to do so, that would be like the the way to go and and i think that i think that the way to do that would be like uh an actual hall of fame ceremony uh for wwe to have undertaker come out and, and deliver his final speech in front of fans that would be that would be like the send-off that's when i would be like okay now i'm convinced that he's ready to walk off into the sunset officially so you wouldn't want one more fight no no by no means by no means no undertaker is way past his prime <laughs> like Oh my gosh! If you've seen any any of Undertaker's matches in the last like since 2014, like it's been rough going. It's like, oh man, you're 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 like Randy Devan Robinson, man. Like, yeah, oh, what was that? Taking a toll on the body. Yeah, yeah. It t- it takes a serious toll. Yeah, like like for, like for me, Undertaker's last great match was against um uh, CM Punk at WrestleMania. 29 and 2013 that was like his last great match that's when like he was still he could still go but like 2014 onwards woof it was like oof it was like oh man oh man you're 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 still going in the ring oh my god somebody get their grandpa put put, get get him a get him a warm blanket and like a cup and a cup of tea just tell him to tell him it's okay I know Carl's not hearing this. <laughs> oh man, you know, shout outs to Carl Bird. You know, like you know, Undertaker is his, like his favorite wrestler of all time. I, I bet, I bet Carl was shedding many tears uh, when when he watched the when he watched the uh, the farewell this past Sunday. But like I said, you know, I think that Undertaker, like to have the proper send off, like I said, is to do it at the Hall of Fame, WWE's Hall of Fame, in front of a crowd. That would be like the official sign off. But yeah, he should never go back in the ring ever again because, oh my God, like that's like that's like past Randy to the Ram and just like straight. <sighs> yeah, no, we we don't we don't need to see a real life version of the wrestler. We do not. <laughs> but but yeah, man. Um, but yeah, like uh, uh, getting getting back to the discussion, uh, like you mentioned earlier. Um, yes, with uh, Wonder Woman, uh, eighty four. Uh, debuting not only in theaters this 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 christmas and on hbo max at the same time i think i think that's a really that's a great that's a great move um especially in the pandemic era because like it's still not safe to go into theaters like into an into an auditorium with recirculated air no it's not a good look it's it's, it's too risky so i think that this is actually a really good move for warner brothers to move wonder woman 84 to, to, to HBO Max. It's also smart because you can get more new subscribers that way. Um, I think I think that they should have done the same thing with Tenet uh, because I know Christopher, because like Christopher Nolan, like he he was such a purist and and then there was a lot of uh, arrogance and hubris on his part. It was like, oh well, you know, I'm I'm all about the theatrical experience and you know my my movie has to be can only be experienced in a theater. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, no motion. I mean, I was looking forward to seeing Tenet as well, but no motion picture is worth risking my life for. Like you could have easily put this on like HBO max because it's owned by Warner brothers and you would have probably made a lot of bank off subscribers. And then you can like release the Blu-ray, which is coming out in a couple of weeks and make more money that way. And, and still maintain that goodwill amongst fans. Yeah. 
like come on man but but yeah man like 80 Wonder Woman 84 that's the one I'm really looking forward to um like and, and if it's gonna and if it's and like I really enjoyed the first film I'm really looking forward to seeing what Patty Jenkins brings to the table in this one I'm very curious to see how they're gonna explain the return of Steve Trevor because he died in the original and in the film in the original film took place like 100 years ago in World War One. So how are they how how are they going to explain bringing him back to eighty to nineteen eighty four? But we'll see. But what do you think? Um, hundred years ago, it's like forty years, man. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a cheap shot. Um, uh, yeah, no, I you know I am super stoked for this movie. Uh, Wonder I thought Wonder Woman was probably you know that or. Um, uh, maybe Batman Begins has probably like been the, my one of my you know one, top two uh, superhero movie films. Uh, I mean, I, it's always so hard to rank them. I mean, I enjoy so, so many of them, and it's great. You know, I <clears throat> I wish this like you know these kids are so spoiled uh, because I couldn't even imagine like a Thor movie coming out like back in 1999 or whatever. You know, yeah, and just to see how this uh, evolved and played out. Um, and I, I have a feeling there, there's going to be some, I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, just clearly some God stuff that somehow brings back, uh, uh, brings back, uh, uh Steve Trevor, mm-hmm. but, um, supposedly, and, and don't quote me on it. It's, it's supposed to link to uh, the flash movie somehow. And that 1984 may even reset, it's it reset the, um, DCU continu- uh, continuity stuff, hmm. creating a whole new uh, timeline. So basically, just erasing. However, um, DC seems to lack this certain direction and doesn't seem to know what it's doing. So yeah. that's where you might get that Justice League too. I mean, I will not close the door on it, considering the fact that some of the you know, if it's making money, they're gonna bring them back. They yeah. don't care, you know. And I'm sure some of them are con- contractually obligated for a sequel, oh, yeah. um, or X amount of appearances. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, where the difference for DC and uh, Marvel right now for me is that I love how. Um, well, I think I mean you're a fan of it, Shazam. Yeah. Shazam was one of a, a fantastic, outstanding family superhero movie, mm-hmm. and was great. And within you know two to three minutes it acknowledges superman and batman's existence in just fun ways and that's all it needed to do yeah. done Absolutely. and we didn't need you know i mean i don't need nick fury to appear in 10 different movies or thanos appearing for five seconds and all this stuff so i mean clearly i did not make you know X amount of billion dollars from from the Marvel campaign, so clearly they did something different. But mm-hmm. I think now you're seeing kind of what, what's going on with this Phase Four scenario, where they keep delaying releases and delaying production stuff. And and it, since they rely on each other so much, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just kind of a mixed bag for me. And and the fact that I guess I have to watch or I'm encouraged to watch some of these Disney Plus um, series in order to see. Um, I think it's Doctor Strange. It's supposed to bridge into it or something. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I like the idea of them being linked, but I don't. I don't necessarily need it. 
Mm. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, I know with, with the um with the new phase of uh, of upcoming MCU movies, like the fact that that the TV shows and the films are will be linked even closer than they were before. Like, like with the original with, with the Infinity Saga, like Agents of Shield and like Agent Carter, and uh, those were pretty. Those were like optional shows. Like you didn't have uh-huh. to watch them to get the full story. But um, I think that like like Disney Marvel, they're making they they are making a mistake creatively by linking the shows and the movies together. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, from a business standpoint, sure. But from a creative standpoint, yeah. you're make you're by default making films that can't stand on, on their own. You know, because if I have to watch a TV show to understand what's happening in your movie, then you know, creatively, you're you're just you're just shooting yourself in the foot. You know. And can you really blame the audience? Because it's like, because you, you just build that audience fatigue even faster. It's like, oh, I got to watch WandaVision. I got to watch Loki. I got to watch, you know, this show and that show just to get, you know, what's happening in, you know, Doctor Strange or like the new Thor movie or Black Panther 2. It's like, it's like, give it a rest. Like, you don't have, just because you, just because it takes place in the same universe, you don't have to like link them so closely together. Like the Netflix Marvel series are completely separate like you don't even have to watch the MCU films to, to get into those shows, so I think that they should have taken a similar approach uh, with with the uh, Disney Plus uh, series coming up. But you know, but hey, what, but hey, what do I know? You know, I'm not, I don't know anything about monopolizing and yeah. you know, <laughs> you know um, freaking uh, like, yeah, I know, that's, that's funny. You know, working, but working nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, you know, if they are going to go through that linking linking stuff i mean that's that's the whole i think like spider-man 3 could end up like being one of the greatest movies of all time if they just brought back andrew garfield toby mcguire and then you know we we get a new uh, we get a miles morales which could bridge into a new um new spider-man film yeah um spider gwen if we, I, I never liked spider gwen but i guess she's popular but yeah. I, I would still love to see something like that come to fruition. And the same goes for, you know, like with uh, DC. I mean, the fact that they're bringing Michael Keaton back as Batman, it's just like, what? It's like, how many how many years ago was that? 30? Oh, yeah, 30 years. About 30 years? Yeah, it's been... So, yeah. I'm all for it. I, yeah. uh, but no, I guess like, all right, <clears throat> considering the situation though, uh, you know, pandemic or no, yeah. Um, are you okay? Are you you feel you have just as good of experience on your couch watching Wonder Woman than you would at the theater? Do you think the theater would truly enhance it as a piece of art or your experience on itself? Hmm. Like I was, I would say like um, like like bar, barring the present day circumstances, like watching it in the theater would definitely be a, a more exciting experience. Because like just 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 that communal experience of being in the theater, you know that that that's that vibe, that energy you get amongst the audience, that you get a feel for like how excited they are, or how into or invested they are in the film, and you know with the seeing seeing the film on the biggest screen with like the best sound system, you know it's 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 it feels more like an event, it feels more like a like a spectacle. So I think that. You know, watching watching it in a theater would be would be a, a bit more meaningful in that in that in that way, mm-hmm. but I think that watching it uh, at home, you know, at, at, as you know, as the current circumstances dictate, I think I think it would be pretty. I think it would be just just as exciting, you know, just the prospect of seeing this this brand new blockbuster film appearing on a streaming service, 
you know, and then we can immediately, like, get into, like, you know, analyzing the film, like, mm-hmm. you know, dissecting, like, favorite scenes, like, noticing Easter eggs uh, even faster. That would be, be pretty cool on, 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 on its own terms. Yeah, I've thought about that more and more lately. And, you know, on, on the one hand, I do miss um, uh, some of the experience involved and, you know, all the hype that goes before it with the trailers and the food and yeah. snacks or whatever the case. Um, but I really do tend to dislike a lot of the people in the theater. <laughs> uh, there's always that one guy... And I wouldn't say, you know, it doesn't happen every single time. Um, I've been pretty lucky with a lot of the films, um, you know, that attract, like, you know, big budget films tend to attract, you know, larger audiences or, you know, more diverse range of people. And um, some people just don't understand the concept of theater etiquette. And oh, no. it gets old. It gets mm-hmm. so old for me. So I... I I think I'm, I'm going to be okay with watching it. I'm super excited for it. I've been dying to see something new. I really wish um, Marvel would uh, do this with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I, I, re- I mean, I would, and I think like like for Mulan or whatever, they tried to charge you like twenty or thirty bucks, and yeah. I guess come to se- early December, it's going to be free. So if you end up doing <laughs> a Disney Plus trial. Uh, you'll be able to see that for free, but um, I, I would probably shell out, you know, fifteen or twenty bucks to watch uh, Black Widow at this point, mm-hmm. just because I'm so I'm so desperate for just a decent blockbuster, or like, you know, just a fun blockbuster film. Yeah, um, not these like um, I would say a, a, a good portion. You probably you, you would agree with me, right? A good portion of the films that are released directly for uh, Amazon or Netflix tend to be subpar. Yeah, or forgettable. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot of um a lot of glut like a lot of chaff, uh, and not enough wheat uh, on streaming services, especially with the fact like like with Netflix in particular, like they'll release a bunch of like a string of films that have no promotion behind them and unless like you're following like film sites or like film twitter like you can actually parse through like what's what has good reviews and what's worth seeing versus those that are just like okay at best and like just completely terrible at worst yeah so i think that i think that with i i agree i agree with your point there like just like just sifting through all that glut just to get to the diamonds is more work than it that's what drew me to watching underwater. Yeah. You know, Kristen Stewart film. Mm-hmm. I would never, and, and I guess again, like I said, I was entertained. It was, it was something. Yeah. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. if you figure at this point, I mean, James Bond or some, something, you know, would be out on DVD at this point. If theaters had remained opened. Yeah. Uh, like, like I, I would have overlooked that in a heartbeat. Mm. Like I know that the the Bond film was supposed to come out um, in, in April, but then it got pushed back to November, and then it got pushed back again to next year. So you know, I, hopefully, hopefully next year will, things will be better and safer. You know, especially now that we have a new administration moving in. The vaccine's supposed to be in uh, mid December. Oh, uh, which one? Uh, the vaccine, vaccine should be available. I now, who gets it is a different question. Yeah, that's true. And also, you know, I want to see like how how safe it is if it gets that approval by the FDA and all that, 
if if the if the testing and science holds up, you know, we'll see. But but even but even you know if and when I do get to get the vaccine, like I'm not I'm still gonna put my mask on. I'm still not gonna go to theaters for like at least another at least another year, cause like you think you can hold out? Oh yeah, Marvel movies. I I I can okay. I I can hold out. I can hold out, cause like yeah, like cause 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 like this pandemic has taught us anything. There were people that have shown their asshole, not just their ass. Like there are people who have shown their asshole. Like throughout this whole pandemic, and and just to see just to see the, the 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 absolute depths of of human narcissism, and and outright stupidity, yeah, I don't trust people. I don't trust people enough to be going back to a theater. You know, even though I might be immunized with the vaccine, I don't trust people to go to the theater. I don't trust people to go to a, to, to a library, even though I really miss libraries. I don't trust people enough to go eat at a restaurant. I'm going to give it a whole other year. I'm going to keep wearing masks because people don't know how to act. They do not. No, sir. No, sirs. No, ma'ams. Yeah. I think... I'm trying to remember. I think we went to a Star Wars movie and someone someone maybe in front of us, I think, had the flu. Oh, God. And my wife ended up getting sick. And, yeah, it's one of those things that definitely makes you think, like... Um, just that whole, you know, reevaluating, you know, a safety approach mm-hmm. and how much of that is going to carry over. It does, it does make me sad that we see that, um, you know, a lot of theaters are closing down or having to temporarily shut down. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I am definitely craving some, I mean, come on, where's my, where's my Fast and Furious movie? <laughs> I gotta fly out into outer space or something. You know, like you know, we were supposed to get a Fast and Furious movie this year, the part nine, but you know, with uh, you know, Vin Diesel and John Cena being brothers, like what? Yeah, okay, explain that away. But uh, yeah, you know, like you know, you know, the the not only that, now they're extending it. Supposedly, it's no longer going to be uh, Fast and Furious ten. It's going to be Fast and Furious eleven. It's going to be like an Avengers Endgame Infinity War type of thing. We're going to get two. So at least three more movies. Plus Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw was awesome. Well, I, I haven't I haven't seen it. You um, haven't seen it? Oh. I have not seen. I have not is seen. It on, is it on HBO? It should be. It should be on you HBO. You need to watch that. That would be one of your movies you can watch after this. Oh my gosh. I don't know, man. I I mean, we'll we'll see. Like I. The Rock I, and Statham. Oh, it was priceless. I mean, yes, I, I, I know uh, Hobbs and Shaw, a.k.a. the Japanese title, I think it was Wild Wild Speed Super Combo. You know, that should have been the title here. But, yep. you know, um, l- l- listen, man, th- there, there are, there's, there's too much high-quality, rich cinema to just, like, go out of my way to watch, you know, oh, cars go fast, cars go vroom, explosions, rock, big muscles, good, ooh, me, popcorn, eat, entertain, you know, movies, you know, you know, like the, like, you know, like the, 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 the Carl Bird movies, or like the fam, the fam squad movies, you know, movies, movies that, you know, are for people that don't want to see a film that, that, that taxes their brain power a little too much beyond what they're used to, you know, I, I mean, I, like I said, there's, there's there's so much there's so much rich cinema out there. I mean, I tell people, look, 
the the Fast and Furious movies they they're fine. They have their place. They are what they are. Okay, but take some time to to experience the joys of the Criterion Channel. Take some time to explore some good art house movies, some good independent cinema, some good international cinema, some cinema that can really feed your brain just as much as it can tickle your fancy on a pure entertainment level. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 you feel me, John. Come on, you feel me. I, I feel like I am going more to the dark side and joining <laughs> Carl. Because... I so much more enjoyed just some of just mindless action, you know? I love seeing The Rock kick a torpedo. That was awesome. Oh, my or God. Or getting, you know, shot with a uh, rubber bullet. And, you know, just, you know, just like in real life, it would bounce off him. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be totally. in the movie if it wasn't true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. T- totally. I mean, I mean, The Rock exactly. is just, like, made so, of titanium. I, you know, I, I would love for you to give, uh, you know, Carl another... Uh, homework assignment have him make a watch a manchester by the sea and I, you know if he hasn't seen it carl you know you can sit down by that one did he ever watch tree of life i can't remember no i don't think no i don't think carl has watched tree of life but <sighs> if, if i gave him any terrence malick movie it would just be like <sighs> it doesn't matter i mean he could twitch his uh you know his just his ex- expressions or whatever you know live live tweet that or something whatever it is people do and uh, that would that would become viral. I swear. Yeah. Like I was. Uh, <laughs> I will say like I I did give Carl uh, the the chance. He did watch Mulholland Drive and like. Okay. And it was good. It was good. It was good, but for Carl, he was like he would never trust another recommendation from me ever again. So after that, um, you but just make a Cowboys bet with him. I mean, you know, Cowboys will lose in this game, and odds are in your favor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But uh, uh no, I, I, I definitely I, I agree with you. I mean I think you do need uh, some art artsy stuff here and there. You know, I, I, I'm still guilty of not having seen Parasite. Oh, uh, but now in my defense it's on Hulu. I don't have Hulu. Um I keep waiting for it to go to a different um sh- streaming site. Mm. But um it, it is definitely I think you know Looking at what's going on around in the world uh, and all this awfulness, uh, which I don't think we have to go too much into, you know, let's let's be positive. But, uh, you know, fine. I I think that is one of the things that just really raised my spirits was just the fact that I get to see Wonder Woman. She's going to be wearing her uh, Golden Eagle armor, just like in the um, – I think that was originally introduced um, by Mark Wade and Alex Ross for Kingdom Come. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the uh, mid '90s, I think that's when the design um, was first introduced, and I, I, I always loved. I actually have the uh, action figure over um, on my display. Uh, I'm, I'm in my little. Uh, it, it's, I got this boring background behind me, but I have like action figures in my comic books, all like uh, posed up and stuff. Nice. Um, nice. But I, I am super stoked about this movie. I, Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman. Um, you know, 20 years ago, you know, when I was like 15, I, you know, I liked, I liked Justice League. Mm-hmm. I used to read the comic and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think I would have been championing too much for a Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. And now I'm just like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to be curious about how Cheetah is. Um, what's her name? Um, oh, Kristen oh Wiig. She's playing her. Um, uh, Kristen Wiig. Yeah. If she's going to be able to pull it off. Cause she, I mean, she's a fun actress. Mm. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And some comedians, you know, do some great bad guy stuff. Oh yeah, they they certainly do. So yeah, I'm looking. That's a good point. I'm looking forward to seeing what she brings to the table in that role. Um, and also um, with with Parasite, um, if you want, since I since I do have uh, the new Criterion edition uh, on, on Blu-ray, uh, so good. I can actually mail you the original uh, Blu-ray that came out months ago. That way, you can have a copy. If you, if you... Uh, very nice of you. Uh, yeah, you don't have to do that, but I wouldn't refuse it either. Okay. Yeah, because um, yeah, my because the original Blu-ray is just sitting there, so you know. But but yeah, um, but yeah, man, uh, yeah, Wonder Woman. I, I, I'm sure I could find a uh, a good a good movie to uh, you know send 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 you um, in return. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure I got, I got I got I'm sure I got something. <laughs> You know, uh, you know, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever is clever, you know. Um, oh, you know, we want to be probably a good one would be boat trip. No, 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 no. I got that on DVD. I'll send that to you. No, no, keep it. I'm, I'm good. I, I do not want boat trip starring Cuba Gooding Jr. That one of the worst movies ever made. No. Ratio no. Sands is in it. So, so no, no, no boat trip. No, no. I, I I wouldn't no I would not I wouldn't even send that to my worst enemy. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't know why we have a copy of that. I, we, I don't. I, I mean, can't remember if we donated that or not. I mean, you can uh, you can use it as a coaster. I mean, that's get some use yeah. out of it in that way at least. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, moving. But yes, uh, moving right along, uh, we do have a final feature here. Uh, this week's Codex Retrospective, you know, going back to the past, you know, since we're still in the month of November, uh, we can acknowledge some some cool stuff, some cool releases that happened in this month, in, in years past. So uh, first, uh, first of six entries for this week, uh, we're going back to November 16th, 1990, which saw the, the theatrical release. Of Home Alone, Macaulay wow. Culkin, Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern. Uh, you know, it's a it's a childhood classic. You know, I remember watching this movie literally dozens and dozens of times when I was a kid. It was one of my favorite movies growing up. Um, looking at it now, um, if they if they ever were to remake a Home Alone, I would like I, I will, they, they they can remix a couple elements like like turn it into a more of like a class struggle movie where the burglars are the heroes that you root for and they're trying to break into you know the the the, the rich the rich the rich douches the rich the rich douchey family's home so it's like the one percent you know gets their comeuppance so like the so like the the rich kid right or the macaulay culkin type is a, is a is a complete sociopath so like he actually like invites like you know homeless people and poor people off the street you know invites them you know kind of like gives them like a nice a nice dinner introduces them to their family and then he has like a torture chamber like in the basement somewhere so like so like uh you have these two burglars right who happen to be friends of like uh two of the other uh, homeless people that they that were kidnapped by this sociopathic kid who has like traps like saw like traps set up around his house like jigsaw so like these two burglars have to rescue their friends they gotta find a way to you know to 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 rob 
this rich fam rich douchebag and this rich sociopath from off from their unearned ill-gotten wealth and that way you can make like a a, a a film that 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 really speaks to the the realities of today's world so home alone burglars are the are the protagonists you identify with them you identify with them because the struggle is real um yeah yeah that that that, that that's my idea so it's a comp would that still retain the um uh, the PG rating. Uh, it could, it could. Um, um, you, you, all, all the all the gory violence could be implied off screen. So like, uh, you know, you can kind of like build, and, and it, it can still be a Christmas movie. It can take place on Christmas, like like in the original. So it's it's very important. So um, you know. Uh, fun, fun trivia about that that uh, I guess recently came out or something. Um, I, I I don't know why it came out. It, um, it's probably something related to Netflix. It's always related to Netflix or something. But uh, mm -hmm. um, it was revealed uh, John Candy um, for his role in that movie. He basically did it as a favor to John Hughes. They paid him. Uh, a lot of it was improvised, that stuff in the van. Oh, really? Uh, they said that it was uh, written the night before and much of it was improvised. And uh, for all his time on film or whatever the case, uh, he got a grand total of $400 for wow. his appearance. Wow. He was not happy about it, especially after the uh, success of the movie. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd be really salty about that, too. Yeah. Because Home Alone was like a huge, like, huge box office smash. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, like, did you like, like Home Alone? Oh. oh, yeah. Like, did you like Home Alone as a kid? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, and, you know, I remember, um, uh, you know, when the sequel came out, um, I got so excited. Uh, I it was one of the first times I got really hyped for a, a movie, and I went to the like nine thirty showing, mm -hmm. and I, I thought it was so cool because I was like, "Oh man, we're gonna be one of the first people to ever see this movie." Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was a it was a fun flick, and it, it does hold up. I did watch it uh, recently. I suspect uh, my wife loves loves Christmas movies, so uh, mm -hmm. we're we're getting we're getting ready for our marathon. Nice. Nice. That'll be in there. Oh yeah. Yep. So yeah, Home Alone still holds up, you know, thirty years later. Um, also, uh, released um, five days later in the same year, November twenty first, nineteen ninety, we saw the theatrical release of Predator Two, starring Danny Glover. Yeah. Like, what, what did you think of Predator Two? Eh, it was okay. It's kind of hard to top the. Uh... The first one and all, all yeah. Predator movies and uh, Alien movies or whatever, you know, it's been pretty bad. Um, I love the first Alien movie. Uh, I thought it was better than the second. And, and Predator 2, I mean, it, it did what it was supposed to do. It had some cool action sequences and things like that. I um, I like the ending a lot, though. I really like mm -hmm. the ending a lot with uh, um, giving... Uh, uh, yeah, he received uh, what was it like an old American Revolution like weapon? Oh yeah, the flintlock. Uh, the yeah, that was cool. That was, and what was cool about Predator Two was that it actually established uh, the 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 continuity of it being set in the same universe as Alien, mm -hmm. like with the with the skull trophy. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, like I said, it, it was a decent sequel. I mean, I, I I enjoyed it as a kid, but I always liked the first film better. Um, I still want to see. <laughs> one i mean there's so much mystery and oh yeah and that cast too i mean jesse the body ventura carl weathers bill duke <laughs> carl weathers oh my gosh. yeah 
Oh man. Um, I still I still want to see the Adrian Brody one, Predators. I heard that was decent, and um, I heard um, that came Wait, out. Is that the is that the most recent one? No, the the most recent one was The Predator, uh, written and directed by Shane Black. I heard that was very okay, divine. I, I saw it. they they kind of blend in together. Uh, Predators, you're not missing much. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I'd put Boat Trip before it. Oh, oh, wow, really? No, we're not going to go there. No, no, oh, no. You'll, you'll get that Christmas Christmas gift. I know you secretly want that. I do not want it. I, I'd, I'd rather have I'd rather have a, a copy of Batman vs. Superman than Steelbook Edition than Boat Trip, all right? But no, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't, don't send me that either. That, that's not permission. You cannot send okay. me that. Um, Look at the kindness. Hey, whatever happened? Did you ever get, did you ever watch or keep Robo Geisha? Um... I eventually traded it, it in. To be I, honest with me. I, I, tr- I traded it in uh, like a while ago. <laughs> I traded I traded it in like many years ago because I, I watched it like once and I'm like, huh. And then I, and then like find, a, find a purchase I had in a long time for a friend. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a that was a pretty lame gag if Looking yeah. Back on that. yeah, like I was watching it. I'm like, yeah, this this isn't as fun as I thought. I don't know mm-hmm. what I expected. <laughs> I, I don't know expected either. You know, I was like, yeah. I, I must have been in a uh, odd sense of humor at that time. Yeah. So if you so if you're wondering why you never saw Robo Geisha on my Instagram, now you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh. Well, no, you remember you remember your um. Gosh, it, it was when you had that um. Before the Codex Primecast even came out, you had um, uh, or, uh, you you did a series of videos uh, where you showed off all your DVDs. Oh yeah, on YouTube, yeah. Mm. Yep. Just going through your library, and I did I did not see that one there. <laughs> I started crying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't disrespect my the rest of my collection, but uh, um, but yeah, moving on. I don't, I don't <laughs> <laughs> Moving on in the retrospective, um, November 21st, 1994, uh, we saw the release of Leon, The Professional, John Renault, um, Natalie Portman, and of course, Gary Oldman, one of my all-time favorite films, um, as I'm sure is yours as well. Top 20, outstanding. Oh, yeah. And Gary Oldman, God, like, you know, you know, the great thing about Gary Oldman is that even when he overacts, he's still brilliant. It's like, especially like everyone, bring me everyone, mm-hmm. everyone, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't don't ask me to uh, repeat it, but um, my junior year in college, um, I, I took a, a French conversation class, mm-hmm. and um, I I did a monologue from from that uh, from that scene um, when. Uh, um, um, I think it was. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to create that time. But uh, I think he was talking about um, uh, Mozart and all that other stuff. He had that short little, uh, short little monologue. Like the, the calm before the storm. Yeah. Basically, he ta- he takes drugs and stuff and just starts uh, talking about things. It was really really well done. I, I, yeah. I um, and there's also that other sequence. You know, he ends up uh, um, sniffing one of the actors. The actor didn't expect that. So you actually see him flinch in the uh, in the film. <laughs> 
that, that was such a, and now that's a movie though, uh, where the director's cut, um, or the extended, whatever you want to call it yeah. is better, so much better than the original. Like, Oh yeah. You go from more of an action based film that it was good and, and you care about the characters to something just so much more powerful and cathartic. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It was a fan, outstanding movie. Outstanding. And Natalie Portman, I mean, wow. I mean, she turned out uh, uh, such a great actress uh, back then oh. and now. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. It kind of, it was kind of sad Jean Reno went um, to do uh, – well, I mean, you shared a DVD on your Instagram for uh, Ronin, I think. Yep. Um, but he also, I think, wasn't helped by appearing in Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, I don't, I don't think like the the '98 version. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it did nobody any favors. I mean, although John Renault, he actually was uh, in Spike Lee's newest movie, The Five Bloods, on Netflix. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, no, I yeah, I haven't got around to watching it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good movie. Um, although it does have That's uh, heard, yeah. yeah, it does have some pretty uh, shockingly violent moments, but it's worth watching. Huh? That's a, a Victor approval right there. <laughs> but but it is worth watching though. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also got three more uh, re- retrospectives. Uh, November tenth, nineteen ninety six. We also saw the theatrical release of Set It Off. Uh, it's a it's a good movie. Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith, um, Vivica A. Fox, Kimberly Elise, Blair Underwood. Um, it's a really cool uh, crime uh, crime drama. Uh, F. Gary Gray directed. Um, definitely well has a cool soundtrack. You know, well beloved. Um, have you you ever seen Set It Off, John? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Years and years ago, though. Oh. I, I you know I don't remember much from it. All, all pretty much the one big scene I remember was uh, Queen Latifah being in a lineup, and it was early on in the movie, I think. Yeah. And she has some lady's ID, and she starts tapping it on her shoulder or something. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much. I, it's it's been, yeah, many many moons ago that I saw that one. So yeah. right, maybe I should revisit. Yeah. Yeah, still holds up. Still holds up. Um, also, uh, November nineteenth, two thousand six, uh, we saw the release of the Nintendo Wii. Um, yeah, the revolutionary console that you know have pre- pretty much flipped uh, the the video game industry forever uh, with its motion controls. Um, we saw some launch titles such as a Wii Sports, uh, Red Steel, Super Monkey Ball, Banana Blitz, uh, Rayman, Raving Rabbids, and of course uh, the Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess, which was the signature launch title at the time. Uh, the Wii, Nintendo Wii, was uh, that was a that was a console that had some serious uh, scarcity issues. Like it was always it was consistently sold out for like the first year and a half of its release. And man, it's like and then plus like Nintendo, you know, they actually broadened their audience base to like casuals, like grandmas and grand grandparents who would you know have fun with the motion controls, like playing Wii bowling or something. And hey, it, it really worked out for Nintendo. Like they prior they prioritize like innovation on a hardware level over graphical power, and you know they they really uh, expanded their 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 audience in a way that like Sony and, and Microsoft have struggled to, you know, at times. So, you know, hey, props it's to Nintendo. Some of those games weren't uh, cinematic, you know, like it was just 
playing the game for for fun for a game yeah um but but also too like um nintendo the the wii also like the biggest the biggest issue i had with it was that it had a ton of shovelware like games like like third-party games like licensed games based on like movies or tv shows that were complete crap that were just like just shoveled up shoveled like to the to the market like you know not very good um but like the but like the first party games like the marios and the zeldas and like the smash brothers those are like the prime ones that you would get but like they had a lot of like so much filler so much filler in their library unfortunately like the the video game version of the love boat yeah pretty much yeah yeah, you could say that. <laughs> but yeah, Nintendo Wii, uh, it's still, you know, like the console that revolutionized the industry, you know, all these years later. And then lastly, our last retrospective, November 16th, 2007, we saw the release of Uncharted Drake's Fortune on the PlayStation 3, Naughty Dog's uh, signature uh, series, the Uncharted franchise. Um, if you want, if you like your Indiana Jones uh, experience um, that's not Tomb Raider. Hey, Nathan Drake's your 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 guy. Um, have you played any of the Uncharted games, by the way? I'm guilty, no. Um, but again, advantage me late to the party uh, because uh, PlayStation released um, all those uh, the first three games. Yes. For free, so uh, I do have that on my uh, to do list, waiting waiting uh, uh, waiting to play through that. Oh yeah, those are those are fun games, and like those are and the Uncharted series, like they really pushed the the PlayStation Three to its to its limit, and then Uncharted Four, which came out on the PS Four in twenty sixteen, man, that game is just breathtaking to look at, especially the Madagascar level. Wow. Yeah. Are you excited for the? Uh, are you hyped it all up for the uh, movie? Uh, the movie, nah, I'm not really, I'm not interested at all. Like you know, it's like the typical movies based on video games curse. Um, although oh. like although I'm in, I'm intrigued rather by the by the casting choice of Nathan Drake like Tom Holland as Nathan Drake that's unexpected did not expect it that's a really inspired choice I'd like to see where they take this younger version of Nathan Drake because um, I because I know like would you pick someone in mind oh was that would you have picked someone else in mind uh I don't know who I who I would have picked like I know that um. Like the like for like for fans like the natural choice was like Nathan Fillion. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I heard that too. Yeah, but at this point, like Nathan Fillion's like he's a bit older, but like he could play an older version of Nathan Drake probably, but it would just wouldn't be what fans would expect at this point anyway. So, like, and plus like it's pretty much like what you call like on the nose casting, where it's like, oh, of course you'd give the role to to Fillion, but but Tom Holland is an interesting choice, I will say. Yeah. So so yeah, that's uh, that does it for this week's uh, edition of the Codex Retrospective. Um, other than that, uh, uh, John, uh, any anything else? Anything else on your mind? Uh, anything else you want to plug? Oh man, what what should I? Yeah, plug uh, my podcast that doesn't exist. Um, you know, as always, uh, you know, thank you so much for uh, uh, having me on. Um, I don't really understand though if this is Victor's corner. Where exactly am I in this? Uh, you know, under the floorboards, trying to get out. You know, or in a in a cabinet, fridge, or something. Um, but whatever the case, uh, you know, uh, you know, shout out to Carl. I hope you're doing all right, man. And uh, um, uh, you know, 
uh, I'm glad to be here. And uh, and if uh, anyone is actually still listening or playing through these, uh, what, man, we were on this for like two hours uh, to the end. You know, I applaud you, and uh, I hope you uh, stay safe out there. You know, mask up and uh, have a safe, uh, wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. A great time. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and, and thank you, uh, for, you know, for being on the show and, uh, you know, this is definitely the, the longest episode of Victor's Corner I've, I've had, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but yeah, but yeah, thanks for, you know, you know, just, you know, chilling. Oh, it was not squad forever. Yeah. No. Oscar film. no, but, um, but yeah, uh, you can, you can find, uh, the Codex Prime podcast pretty much uh, every week on Facebook, uh, you know, eight on Tuesday nights, eight ish PM or seven ish central. Um, you can also find us on uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter at Codex Prime cast, uh, Instagram at Codex Prime podcast. Um, you can also find all of our episodes, um, on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, where you can hit us up with that five-star review, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and wherever you can search for podcasts, you'll probably find us there. Um, you can also fo- follow me on Facebook. Um, well, not on Facebook. You can also follow me on social media, rather. Twitter and Instagram, both at Victor Amoyo. Um, if you follow my Instagram, you can see, um, you know, uh, every Friday I have a, f- a feature called Do the Film Thing Fridays, where I highlight films uh, from filmmakers of color um, or film starring actors of color, as well as like international features and independent uh, independent movies as well. So check that out. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And you can also follow John on Instagram too. So you can, you can plug your Instagram, John. There you go. Yes. Yes, yeah, not, not exciting, you know. You might see a picture of me eating a burger or something, you know. I, it's compelling. I'm not an exciting person. <laughs> you need to get back on Facebook, man. Well, well, I, I social media without Facebook. Uh, well, well, fa- face Facebook is Facebook is a hellscape, um, and um, quite frankly, I don't want them tracking my information. So. The Facebook profile I have is a skeleton key. I only use that to get on the Codex Prime podcast page, and that's and that's pretty much it. <laughs> you know, my my Instagram my Instagram is like my go to uh, for for social media. People can try, try, try to give me a happy film recommendation for Friday. Just one, just a really happy film. I've got plenty of happy films on, on my on my film Friday features. I got plenty, like, like, like with the like the animation uh, one I had a couple weeks ago. There was oh, like, that's true, yeah. No, I'm yeah. Okay. yeah mm-hmm. there, there, you, there you go. Most of, okay, half of them are are, are what you consider happy. Oh, a quarter, a quarter at best. <laughs> listen, hey, listen, I'm listen, I'm all about good storytelling, drama, acting, the human experience, and it's, it's not all sunshine and puppies. You know, it, it it has good art has to reflect the state of the world sometimes. And you know, you brought back some traumatic memories for me uh, today. I I haven't. I want to like it because I love the actor. Um, but that ending. Uh, wait, wait, which McCall? Uh, thank you for. Um, uh, thank you for calling. Um, oh, is this? Thank you. I always mix up the title. Is it sorry to bother you? Oh, sorry to bother you. Yeah, yeah. idiot. My bad. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I that first like three fourths of that movie, I was like, oh, yeah, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then I get to that ending. <laughs> and I will never, I will never forgive you for that, Victor. 
I don't think my wife will forgive you either. We, we were... Y'all didn't like the ending? Oh. <laughs> Listen, okay, look. It's so messed up. <laughs> what, you, what you have... To, I mean, what you have to appreciate about Sorry to Bother You, and I will not give Divulge any details of the ending, is that it's it's an absurdist... Yes, it's absurdist. It's it's a black comedy in 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 yeah. double entendre, like yeah. like black ending humor. That absurd. That ending is messed up on so many different levels. Oh, it is. It is. But 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 the film but the film raises an important point that you know capitalism makes monsters of us all, and I will leave it at that. Um, it. But I thought I thought the ending worked. I, it was unexpected. I know the ending. It's not for everybody. I admit. But the ending worked for me, and it really tickled my tail feathers. So I'll be up there with Neon Demon. Oh, Neon Demon! You still gotta see. You still gotta see yeah. for yourself. I mean, it's got a great. It's got a great score. I will say by um, uh, Cliff Martinez. Uh, um, it's it's got great cinematography. Um, the ending, though. <laughs> Yeah, the ending. Oh my gosh, it's, 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 it's an experience. Back to a happy place. Yeah, it, it, like I said, it, it's, it's an experience. It's, it's a family film that you can watch with your in-laws. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure. On that note. <laughs> on that, yeah, on that note. Yeah, I, yeah, on that note, that that concludes our episode of Victor's Corner. Um, once again, John, thank you so much for uh, joining me here. Um, tune in next week, uh, same time, same channel. Uh, next week, I'm going to have another guest on the show, uh, Jim Savard, another uh, DC disciple, the man of a thousand opinions, a guy who also thinks that Suicide Squad is a good movie. Um, but it's it's okay. Some people are wrong, and we have to live with that. But um, as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Take care.